0: Hello, episode one hundred and six of Mediva Podcast. Have you been auditioning? Have you? Have you? Well, this is my discussion with Casey Wayland, impromptu and exciting about casting. Let's get you cast. Hello, how are you? I hope your your auditioning world is fun and full of frolics and and fine voices that you can you can trip off your tongue like a what like a um like a dragon briefs briefs file uh very bad analogy sorry very simply today is a shorter episode on uh an an impromptu interview I did with Casey Wayland about casting um very simply I was just popping things out on social media about i'm just looking for for input on how people can get better at auditions what people do and and he jumped up and said i'm 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 free would you want to chat and i was like yes so uh this is our short and sweet f- packed of information interview about how he goes about his casting so this is specific to to his way of working but a lot of other folks who are you know working in professional studio systems uh, will potentially be working the same so I thought it'd be very interesting for you to hear so here it is the basic focus of this episode is auditioning and how to get the best there possibly can be for a, a potential director like you to go I want you <laughs> so yeah so you audition via sides mostly because I'd asked you in a question if you used voice reels but you say you go specifically for sides because you're looking at specific characters so so what is it about an actor's audition with those sides that draws you to pick them
1: uh, yeah so the process of casting for me is that I, I don't look at any of the demo reels or anything like that it's because they're they're performing some other character they're performing somebody else's works and a lot of times vocal reels are so filled with cartoony voices and voices mm-hmm. that really don't really embody Uh, their acting style, but just their range of their voice. So for me, whose primary objective is to see who can actually perform with their voice, it's a little harder to gauge with just
0: clips. Yes. And so when those are sent to you, you get quite a lot of them. I think you created like 300 for that last casting session. So how on earth do people make sure that they stand out to you as a director?
1: Um, Well, the first thing that I always look at when I'm um, checking an audition is, Uh, in order to get to the part where they actually can submit a video, they have to have a resume that has something on it, Mm -hmm. meaning that they have to have some sort of acting experience before. Um, I really don't prefer to be their first acting experience. Okay. Uh, there's just so many other opportunities to, for an actor to train their craft. Yeah. Um, that what I like to look at in a, in a resume is basically have you performed before? Um, have you done a variety of different types of acting? Because it shows me that you're versatile and do you have any training? Like I don't really care what training you have. Just if you have something, it means that you are professional enough to know that you need to get additional help in your craft.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Great. So from that, you've got an idea that they've got some kind of uh, pedigree. Yes. So they're not just going to have to babysit them all the way through the the project. Yeah, and
1: It just shows that they've done things before. They have some acting experience under their belt. There's so many things that I tap into as a director that I I need to have an actor who's already has a set of instincts already. Mm -hmm. Somebody who can if, if I'm putting them against another actor, I know that they're going to play properly they're not you have people of equal skill rather than you know somebody who is who doesn't really know that interaction game that that you have to play on set
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what else are you looking for when you're listening to these auditions
1: um well once once they get to pass the resume process then they go to the video audition and typically what we'll do is we'll give them a side that's already been Mm pre-written um so that they can see how they perform in that role and that's that's where we got the 300 video auditions to go through, plus to just to see all, basically everybody do these different characters. And the the way that they can kind of stand out is that they approach the material intelligently. Mm-hmm. Like I so it's so easy now to kind of spot an actor who's st- who's just starting out, who has a little bit of nerves coming in, who. Is who is battling some of those little actor things that they have to overcome when they first kind of step into this craft. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for an actor who's kind of doesn't have that anymore. Okay. I I don't really care uh, in these video auditions how clear the audio is or like I just need to be able to hear your voice. Uh, and sometimes it's even even easier just to see your face just a little bit just because that's how they do these video auditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also gives me a little bit of uh, notice of like how how much you're taking this uh, seriously because there's some people who are like uh, record it in their car and there's some people who are like try and film themselves doing it and while there's the extremes of both you kind of just want somebody who can just step in front of a wall blank space and just captivate you with the performance It's, it's really just about that
0: okay superb and with regards to what they provide for you you've sent sides to them what do you prefer them to do do you prefer them to introduce themselves first and then do character do you want straight into the role what is your preference in regards to that
1: um i get I get both. You have some people who will just uh typical auditions will have a slate in the beginning. I don't know one that doesn't mm-hmm. uh, which will say uh, who they are and what role they're reading for because even in the audio world, especially if you don't have an audio slate, you don't have any idea who that performance is. There's no visual reference yes. um, so once we get to a further casting uh, stage. Uh, We don't record the uh, we record the visuals, but we focus on the audio. But that's the in-person audition portion. So Mm -hmm. Um, so but at this stage, we're just looking to see if uh, really if by providing this side, uh, we kind of see what they can do. It's a test for the actor to see if they can uh, meet the quality that you want, react well. Um, And just has uh, an ability. And usually what I'll do is on like the first page, I'll put a line in there or something that has some subtext Mm -hmm. that will require the actor to do something there um, uniquely to to show me that they can make choices. That they can do something bold and show off a little bit. So that's sort (laughs) of like my first turn of the racetrack. Let's see who makes the first turn and then you can proceed to watching the rest of it or just kind of stopping there and moving on to the next one.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and and what elements do you think an actor needs to provide in there? Is that a range of emotions? You're looking for their natural voice as well, potentially, or... I guess depending on the character that's been chosen to read for you.
1: It's more or less a match to the character and what's on the page. If they are embodying the emotion of the scene, mm. if they can emote with their just their voice. There's a lot of actors who are really great with their face, but they when it gets to their voice, nothing communicates through it. So I'm I'm looking for actors who have a little bit more than just a flat tone. They have a little bit more range and I can feel their energy and their emotion through just their vocals it's it's a hard quality to to sort of say an actor like how do you get that well you can you make bold choices you Mm. you do things that that are you see something in the script that stands out and you run with it because there's so many things that can kind of get lost in the in the audition uh me as a director i'm just looking for somebody who as an actor is you know willing to, to, to go the extra mile and and like be I don't know be more of the role and 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 it's just easy to just take the easy road of like oh let me just read this exactly as it is no there's a, it's a little bit more to that you have to kind of you know sometimes step out of the the, the safety Sometimes,
0: mm-hmm. and, and do you prefer to hear that same side done a couple of different ways or two specifically? Do you ask that? In oh, your- no,
1: it's pretty much a one shot wonder where mm-hmm. the take that they selected for the video, they've already selected, made their choice of what they think their best performance is. So that's the that's the one that I'm judging on. Right. So if, if they if if you're a good gauge of your own performance, you really want to put like, oh, this is the thing one that I think is the, the best because you can record multiple and then watch them through and then see okay this is the one that, that works but a casting director is not going to listen to multiple the only time that'll happen is when they're doing it mm-hmm. in the in the room with you
0: mm-hmm, Right. And, and with regards to recalls and that kind of thing what then would be your your go-to next so
1: after that uh the callbacks for the next stage we'll look at the videos we'll make our we'll whittle it down to i typically will go about at least 10 per roll just to see what we have mm-hmm. um and then it will, we'll schedule them through the day. Sometimes what I'll try to do is I'll try and pick scenes that will let uh, us audition two people at a time, meaning that they have someone else that's auditioning to read with. Mm-hmm. It's It's sometimes harder to do it that way for the actors, but what it lets us do is it lets us see how interactive they are and how they can change their performance based on who they're reading with in some ways. It's sort of like one of these chemistry tests where you kind of see which characters interact well together. It's it's something that I think really makes a difference at this level yes. to make sure that the you get like a, a, a deeper meaning of interactivity between your characters.
0: Superb. Yes, and that's obviously hugely important for audio, especially when you need that mix to be uh, very versatile so people can discern the different voices and characters. So yes, great. And communication with you from actors. Can you give me a really bad example of someone who's communicated poorly <laughs> and something that you thought was excellent and made you want to know more
1: well here's the one big big tip is especially with callbacks is don't argue with the director <laughs> or the person giving you notes yes. that's like it should go without saying but it happens all the time <laughs> um the audition process and casting process is also an audition of you personally can the director work with you are you directable mm. are you responding to direction like that's something that i'll do in the direct in the in an audition is. Sometimes they'll give me a performance and they'll read it through and then I'll give them a direction. Sometimes it's like, I want you to treat that character like you're approaching your father. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the actual role itself in the story, but it lets me see how the character and actor will respond to an adjustment of something they already are predisposed to. Yes. Because I guarantee they hadn't thought of or read right of it that way. But now in the room, I can see how directable they are. Um, so that, that's something um, and it's just listening and responding, and a good. Really, it it kind of also depends on the casting director themselves because I I think I'm pretty good with uh, the casting process in terms mm-hmm. of interacting with people who are are there. But there's some casting directors that you won't get very far. They won't communicate with you, and you get one chance, and you're done.
0: Right. Scary, <laughs> but
1: really, it should be a a, a much more interactive process. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So brilliant, and and is there any sort of final tips you would give anybody wanting to go into voice acting, or that they've got kind of themselves established in their world and they they want to audition more? What what kind of top tips would you give them? As a final kind of hurrah.
1: Okay, so for the voice actor perspectives? Yes. One of the things that I think a lot of voice actors will tend to do is they'll record a lot of, in their demos, a lot of commercials and things. What you are applying for, never give them the opposite, meaning Mm -hmm. that if you're applying for something dramatic... Never give them your demo reel for your cartoony voices or something that just doesn't fit what you're going for. You should make a demo reel that's specific to each sort of job you're applying for so that mm. uh, if that's the first way of, of seeing if they should you know have you have callbacks or whatnot, it is a way of sort of filtering through that because a lot of places do require voiceover reels. Uh, depending on the light of work, commercials, any sort of domestic like commercial work, all that stuff requires voiceovers. Yes. So you, you sort of have to have them. Our, our process for audio dramas is, is different. So for you as an actor, you want to make sure that you have as many different demo reels as possible that show off your strengths and continually update it. Do more more scenes. Um, Really make yourself stretch. Grab, mm. there's a book uh, 99 Scenes for Actors and monologue books that you can try out uh, for stuff like that. Just you know audition for the exact part
0: you want yes superb superb advice <laughs> well that's really beautiful of you to jump on and speak to me and and where do you pop your auditions like where could actors look for things that uh, will specifically voice acting since
1: we're out in la i use a couple la based resources but they are more international as well uh we have actors access now casting la casting there's a multitude of, of uh, casting websites out there, and one of the things about those sites is they do require the actors to pay for like memberships and things like that. But it's just one of these things that that's just what the that's how the websites maintain themselves, yeah. and they actually don't charge the productions to put their stuff there. So it's it's kind of nice to uh, to use these sites in that way because what the actors do is they pay for a membership, and the the site maintains their. Uh, bios, all their mm-hmm. auditions, so that they can more easily submit to multiple jobs. So it kind of goes both ways. It, it's a, benefic- a beneficiary to the producer and also the actors as well. Yeah,
0: we're going to do an episode, actually, on the kind of cost of being a voice actor and what kind of you have to have up front, really, in your pocket to be able to to kind of get yourself up and out there. And that is one of the costs, the pay-to-play sites. So, yeah, we'll be looking at that in a few episodes' yeah. time. Well,
1: that's that's something also, because you, you did mention something mm-hmm. that, you know, it does. these are all costs behind the the business. But these are all also, Mm. I mean, I don't know how exactly it works in the UK. But in the US, these are considered write offs, meaning that these are things that you can apply to your your like business expenses, and you don't pay like income tax on it. So in in a lot of ways, you just need to track what you spend. And and if you go to the point where you're actually like doing a lot of uh, jobs, sometimes it's easier to make a business uh, around you so that you're billing the business for your voice rather than you personally. So just just some logistical business sides of things. Yes. Uh, If you become, you know, your own business as a voice actor, you bill them out, and then you can also handle ease, more easily your uh, expenses like this.
0: Absolutely. And uh, and there are a plethora of brilliant voice actors who've got their own websites and, and even businesses who do workshops and things. And again, we'll be looking at those in the next couple of uh, seasons. And hopefully, if you give a good look around, you'll, you'll see what's on offer and the kind of things that other people are doing and, and kind of, you know, can get advice and help from them as well. Oh, yeah. Well, Casey, it's been brilliant, brilliant, brilliant of you to jump on. Thank you very much for uh, giving some some. Beautiful, oh, of course. Advice.
1: Of course, I uh, I, it's kind of funny. We just, I was in the middle of editing Gold Rush and you start talking. I was like, ah, I could take a little break from editing, I need to step away from the keys for a bit.
0: Hooray! Well, I hope it's going all beautifully. When is it released?
1: Uh, I'm uh, I, I, I would love to tell you a date, but it's, <laughs> it's always like changing because of the ad partners that we're, we're involved with. So, unfortunately, I don't want to say, but I oh. am i hopefully can say really soon but the 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 thing about it is the project's still not done we actually just finished uh the the first uh 10 chapters that all the vocal cuts are done so basically everything's assembled now we just get to go back and do all the sound effects play with uh the pickups of which voices to go from there and sort of build out the rest of the the project so the hard stuff is actually kind of behind us now which is which is great wow
0: very very exciting well or maybe we can jump on again at some point with maybe one or two of your voice actors and have a chat too because I'm sure that would be a- insightful oh
1: that, that would be wonderful yeah they uh, it's definitely a different process the way that we that we do things
0: mm, yeah no I've I've seen some of your blog stuff it's very exciting as to what's happening so yes well Superb we'll all look out please jump on if you haven't already and listen to We're Alive and oh my well you've got so many brilliant things out haven't you so so yeah check out Casey's name and, and I'm sure you'll find some, some amazing mind-blowing audio drama to listen to uh, something to aspire to there folks I feel brilliant well thank you have, a, have an amazing creative session Casey look forward to to seeing uh, what happens next
1: (laughs) thank you thank you I do too cheers
0: and wasn't he amazing seriously what a, a wonderful chap to to give up his time in between crazy editing to speak to a little old me um I hope you found it useful and next week we'll be talking to Joe Lidster who works for Big Finish on multiple projects so if you've got anything from these last few episodes, it's get up and out, get, do. And, and, you know, having a reel isn't everything, right? I've harped on about reels. Yes, I have. Because that's what you put on your pay-to-play sites, right? That is what you put on your free Mandy site. You put your reel. So people can listen if if they're just having a little little hunt around. I don't know how much of that actually happens. I honestly don't. And I will hopefully try and speak to some uh, folks who, who do use use those sites to cast their stuff and just see you know what methods <laughs> there is behind their casting madness um but yeah i i think it is key to have a real to to be able to to put out but you know you are gonna get those projects that only audition from sites and you can show off your range and your your different characters as, as much as much as you possibly can in that short frame of time so good luck auditioning this week folks you're all amazing i hugely hugely appreciate my patreon support especially it's really helpful i'm doing such a lot at the minute for just blinking and breathing so so yes thank you very very much to all of my quirky voices uh patreons i am I'm again humbled by your 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 wonderful contributions and if anyone else would like to please just jump on patreon and look for quirky voices there are loads of other wonderful creatives to to also support so have a little browse put in your favorite um put in your favorite audio drama and see if the creatives there have a patreon and or a crowdfunding thing going on and Just support them because it makes such a difference. It can feel like you're wading through mud all of the time because you're not even sure if feedback is happening sometimes. So, you know, talk to us. Tell us what you want, what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, You know, we, we are very approachable folks. So look forward to hearing from you. And remember to jump on at Audio Auditions on Twitter now for finding and telling us about any auditions there are for audio drama you wondrous people today's lovely trailer is intriguing and exciting and i hope you enjoy here it is ta-ta
2: did you hear that the sounds of the night can conjure so much in the imagination was that the sound of someone screaming or was it something else Something is digging through the wall from the other side! Greetings, fear fans and thrill seekers. I'm your host, Nocturna. Broadcasting in <laughs> <and> spookaphonic <laughs> stereo from deep in the dead of night to bring you three tales of dread and fright. Someone is following me. Are your nerves prepared for three twisted tales of traumatic terror? Who is it? Who's there? Will your ears be able to handle the piercing screams and the macabre madness of three sinister stories of shuddering shock? Can your heart withstand the tension of three nauseating narratives of ghastly gore and spine-chilling suspense? Why are we stopping? Where are we? It's a cemetery. Find out this October when Earbud Theatre brings you their first ever horror anthology episode, Tales from the Dead of Night.